We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Hey everybody, Steve with Sons Bedellium coming at you. Uh, what day is today? 14th of November, St. Joseph Fat Day, for those scoring at home. Wanted to do something on solutions. A lot of people, we talk about problems here, problems there. And yeah, I know, I'm sorry, I'm not doing anything live or cool like other people do. Uh, it's just easier this way. If I screw up, I can edit it out. So <laughs> that's, me. That's, that's my theory and I'm sticking to it. Anyways, so yeah, we all talk about the problems coming up ahead. Great reset, that's coming, whether now or later. You know, pick it, pay now or pay later, as Father says in his purgatory sermons. And what can we do about things the way they are? With the the pokies coming, don't want to see the V word. I mean, it's you see the tweets. The guy in charge, that our current president wants it. The other guy wants it. Shutdowns are coming. North Dakota just shut down today. You have about nine or ten states that I'm aware of that have uh, went down for a shutdown for Thanksgiving. Uh, don't worry, Christmas will be canceled too. Why? Well, just like they talked about in that one video that was back in the '80s, uh, how do you how do you take out a society, you demoralize them? Well, two of the top quote unquote holidays, uh, they're basically secular in the United States. Be honest. I mean, yes, if you if you celebrate Christmas correctly, then it's not a day for high suicides because people's focus is not on the birth of Christ. It's on being around family. And if somebody doesn't have any family, then then they're, they, what they're, what's, what is it good for then? I mean, when we used to have a, our family used to run a sports bar, and we'd open up in the afternoon at Christmas because dad would say, well, it's the guys that don't have families would come in. And he was right. There was a lot of people that didn't have families would come in and, they would just, you know, sit there and drink or talk to each other. It's kind of somber. You know, I remember when I was a kid, just because they, you felt sorry for them, and they knew they, they, you could, you could like see the depression in the people. But if you don't, if you don't celebrate the right way, you're gonna get depressed. So they're gonna take out, they're taking out Thanksgiving, get around family. They'll take out Christmas, we can get around family. You just depress the you know what out of everybody, just to punch them more in the face, demoralize them even more than what they are, and then just keep pounding away at us until we can't, until we won't fight anymore. You see what's going on in Europe? People are fighting back. People in the United States of America, you don't see that right now. They haven't been hit hard enough, I don't think. They haven't been hit not hard enough to fight back yet. Eventually, maybe they will. I don't know. We'll see, but uh, I, I'm exci- I'm happy for the people in Europe and different parts of of Europe that are standing up to it. I saw French people upset about their parishes being closed. What do we do in the United States? We tweet about it. Not really much of anything else goes on. 
You'll have the parish closed again. I've already had people tell me they have temperature check stations at some parishes. Uh, eventually you'll have, I predict, the app uh, will come in. That Like Ireland's already have, Canada's got coming in. U.S. will have it. It's on the way. I've already seen a couple articles on it. I mean, to get into a football game in Seattle, you have to have the, have the Health Pass app. That's uh, was it uh, that one group uh, clear the clear the clear health screen app that's ever uh, you see in the airports that happened after 9/11 for the quicker way of doing it. you had to pay to you know scan your eyes basically and then you could get in so you could go through normally quote unquote with your shoes on and your pants basically on I mean <laughs> you have to take your belt off I used to joke because I turn into a terrible person when I'm in a TSA line. I would just put my hands up, like, you know, if I had to go in the hands up thing, I would, I would put my hands up and say, don't shoot. Uh, yeah, I'm that, I'm that kind of guy. And uh, if someone's, if I tell them, hey, you know, if you're patting me down, I'll tell them to be gentle or uh, anything, you know, when are we, I would yell out, when are we going through this naked? Eventually that will come. <laughs> I mean, you see everyone else, I mean, they, they, they follow up nuns and priests basically just because. I mean, I can't stand TSA, and now the entire planet's TSA. It's, it's it drives me bonkers, and to, and to see nobody really do anything about it, it just really grinds my gears. Went into Costco today, pretty much probably the last time because they're coming out with a mandate on Monday that if you can't wear a, a face mask, that you have to wear a face shield. That's their way to stop the people like me <laughs> that dare walk around and breathe normally and smile and swistle and uh keep my head up and eat while i'm walking <laughs> you know like if I, they have beef jerky on i went the other day and went into a costco there was a couple about a month ago and there was a guy there that was giving away beef jerky samples and i come up hey man i'll take one <laughs> this 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 smells awesome hey but you know what's even better I don't have to take my muzzle off to eat it. He died laughing. <laughs> it's, you know, these guys, they don't want to wear it, but they have to just to have a paycheck. I get that. But uh, you walk around a place like that or a grocery store, you see everyone's heads pretty much down. Their eyes are down. They don't, they look just defeated. And you, you, obviously, you tell no one's smiling. That's what's smiling about it. I, I really haven't heard a joke when I've gone through a grocery store, etc., like that in quite some time by people. And I, I pretty much keep track of uh, what's going on. I, I'm one of those. There's a book called a uh, Survivor uh, Survivor's Guide, I think it is. It's a red book, The Survivor's Club. And it talks about the 10% do the X, 10% do nothing, 10% do all, 10% will be kind of like a go-getter type deal things. The other, another 10%, the bottom 10% really do nothing. And the 80% in between are the ones that kind of like wait for somebody to do something. And they were talking about the top 10%, which is one of those that if you walk into a building or something, you've already scanned the area, surveilled the area. You see the the exit doors. You've already looked at people inside. You've served, you've uh, sized them up. Uh, I'm I'm even ones that can I will sit there and I I can see people I will look for people in the corner of my eyes or if I'm angled at a glass I'll be able to see who's where or if in my glass itself is water or something a reflection I'll use anything or glasses in another person if they're sitting across from me my wife's kind of like it doesn't see me as nuts but uh, she knows what I'm she knows what I'm talking about when that when 
we do something like that, man. I can tell where everyone's at. I, I just got this. It's one of those things I have a plan. Even when I go to mass, I'm already thinking if someone goes in, I'm going to have these guys go here. I'm going to have my wife go here. The kids go in here. I'm going here after I do this. It's already put in my mind. It's I, maybe I'm nuts. I don't know. But it's just so it hurts when I walk up and down an aisle and just see everyone just like defeated standing around. There's no joy in anybody's eyes anymore. Like I said, their heads are down, eyes down. And the church, the one true Holy Catholic Church, the only church out there. Yeah, if that's another thing. When people start, you know, saying, "Hey, we need religious freedom," they can't believe these Protestants are getting shut down by the government. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know, I'm not totally a opposed to that i'm not gonna you would never see me back up a protestant church for being shut down you're not gonna see me back up a satanist church for being shut down if we want to go on the religious liberty thing if you're gonna back up the protestants you're gonna back up the satanists for the same exact reason i hope you see my point uh, there's only one church that has the authority and the right to be open and that's us and sadly if we're not doing anything. It's sadly, if the church would lead, we would be out of this mess. Sadly, we're not. If Example, uh, I really, to be honest with everyone, I've never read a vegan letter. I don't hate the guy. Uh, I pray for him, just like the other cleric. Thank God somebody's saying something, I guess. I guess something's better than nothing. I've never read one article. I skimmed, I guess you could say I did read, or maybe I did lie, I just said. I skimmed the Great Reset one just to see if there was anything new in it because I wouldn't have been on that topic for quite some time. I look it up. I watch the videos from the World Economic Forum. I'm trying to see what they're playing, they're, what, if there's any other things they're telling us that are coming. And uh, you can see a lot of code words when they're being said when they're talk when other people like Biden was talking during the uh, uh, debates and things like that going, yep, these guys, Great Reset talk right there. You know, Paris Accord. Uh, build back better, zero carbon emissions by 2020, 2050, etc. Things like that. So when Vigano wrote that letter he had, I saw a guy named Spiro. He's on Twitter if you type him up, Spiro. He's a secular guy, reports the news, independent journalist. He's in that group that I've listened to with James Corbett, uh, Last Mega Vagabond, Brian Christian, uh, Derek Bros, uh, Amazing Polly, people like that. Anyway, so Spiro writes, I think he's in Arizona, to be, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He, he puts it in one of his blogs. Catholic Cardinal calls out Great Reset, begs America, blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at going, and he's chatting. This is not a guy that's pro-us. He may not hate us. I don't know where he's at. I've never really talked to him one-on-one. But I'm pretty sure, and I know what his fans are, because I saw the reports, you know, the comments back were basically just, you know, the kitty fondlers and all that, that the, you know, the typical anti-Catholic stuff. But it resonated with me saying, wow, this secular guy is excited that a Catholic cardinal called out what's going on, Great Reset, and sent the letter to Trump warning them about, warning them about this. If one, if people, if you, if the church will lead and go after the stuff that's going on, people would follow people will follow as example of that if we had many more churchmen calling this out saying get behind me i will you know 
I might go to jail, I might get killed over this, but I will lead everyone out of this and, you know, fight this. Man, you think that march today in D.C. was big. You'd have that behind everybody, any cardinal, any bishop that would do it, any priest willing to do that, people would back him up. And if you're a father, yes, people will back you up. Don't play into this false um, uh, obedience that you're, the bishop said, oh, you got to wear a mask. That's not obedience. He doesn't, there's no obedience. You're not a monk that gets to be told 100% obedience. He has to give 100% obedience to everything from what you wear to eat and all that, sleep. No, a priest does not take a vow of obedience that way. You obey in certain things like, you know, your assignments and things like that. But in terms of wearing a muzzle or disinfecting the altar rail or uh, putting hand sanitizer in between the you know, communion or uh, uh, blocking off pews or pretending to do the superstitions of the COVID religion, that's not obedience. And I would, if I was a priest, and I might try to see if I can get some guys together, contact them and that I know are on our side, and ask, hey, what can we do? What, is there a way we can get with His Excellency to talk about this? How can you fight this before it gets worse? Because it will get worse. But I would get together with try to find like-minded priests and say, hey, how can we fight? We got to unite and stop the insanity. I know of parishes that are doing temperature checks for kids for catechism classes or confirmation classes or wearing them wear a face muzzle during catechism class or a confirmation class. Talk about, talk about just idiotic. There's 0.0, basically, if I had the, the clip right now from... Uh, Animal House, where the Dean Dean Wormer, <laughs> 0.0. But if I had that, I'd play it. But there's zero kids affected with this, yet we're taking out on the kids. What kind of psychological screw-ups are we going to create because of this? And that's going to be on, Father, if you're doing this, that's going to be on your hands. It's come Judgment Day. You're the boss of that parish, not Susan or Jane or Karen from the Paris or Susan from the Paris Council. Man, we forgot about her. Karen's taken over. Susan hasn't been. Is Susan still alive anymore? Those kids that get screwed up, that's going to be on you. It, so snip it in the bud before it gets worse. Because as Klaus Schwab has said, it will never go back to quote unquote normal. Now, in a sense, maybe we don't want it to go back to quote-unquote normal because it wasn't that great in the first place in the sense of looking at it in Catholic eyes being a totally Catholic area. We've failed miserably on that, if we're honest, every one of us. And I'm looking at myself, starting here. Always do. Never pointing a finger, hey, you suck, you this, this, blah. I'm also talking about myself. So yeah, maybe we don't want, I mean, obviously I don't want the reset to what they want, the fourth industrial revolution, where basically the machines are running things. And, and I'm not trying to turn this into a Terminator episode, but literally they're talking about putting like Borg, you're putting a, a implant in your head. And there's videos on the WEF.com YouTube channel website that show that they're wanting to do this so that you can text or tweet as they say it, with the power of thought. That's their words. These days, if you say conspiracy theory, I, for my first thought is, you don't think or you're too lazy to look it up. 
Now, if I said there's aliens underneath the or lizard people underneath the Denver International Airport, I, I get that. That's a conspiracy theory. That's kind of weird. I don't subscribe to stuff like that. But come on. After what we've seen this year, <laughs> there's no way you can say, ah, oh, conspiracy theory. No, this, even like with the election going on, <laughs> this blatant. it. So, yeah, it will get worse. I read the COVID-19, The Great Reset uh, by Klaus Schwab. I've seen the videos that he's put out. I've read the articles about him. The guy is no, the guy's, and you see what's coming on with the, uh, with, if uh, Biden ends up becoming the uh, uh, elected monarch of the United States. Ben Franklin used to, would, had a quote saying the, uh, he predicted that the United States would have an elected monarch. And guess, that's what it is. Don't, you can't tell me it's a republic. Please don't say the R word. It is, if it's a republic, then I got some beachfront property on Mars itself, which kind of, it might be a beach someday, because I remember when I was at Uber, there was a guy that I picked up from, uh, uh, what's that place out there, Lockheed Martin, and we were talking, he was talking about the Mars settlements, and, he, and I was joking, saying, how are you going to get to come up to volunteer for that? There's you know, the instant death when you get off the, when you get out of the space ride, and he goes, actually, there's people signed up for years there's a waiting list of people that are wanting to get trained to go do that and this was two years ago maybe i remember like it was yesterday that right that that drive ended up renting an apartment from the guy five about a half a mile away but uh so yeah stuff like that's they're working on i mean uh, that's not out of the out of the picture it sounds crazy but there's people ready to go to move to mars but yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying that there's so solutions like yeah well, moving, that was an idea. But the problem is I've had people ask and say, hey, where do you move to during this? Well, there's no there's no perfect situation. Sure, South Dakota is probably the best best governor right now, way best governor. And there's no lockdown, et cetera. Uh, but who knows what happens when her time's up. If they if South Dakotians uh, re-elect, I don't know if she's, I have to look to see if she's up for re-election, or if they elect somebody that's worse. You would think South Carolina would be great. Henry McMaster ended up shutting it down down there. And I was like, what the? I, I, I never would have thought in a million years I would have seen South Carolina do that. Uh, I'm in the state of uh, North Carolina, the People's Republic of North Kakalaki, where we just reelected, I think, in uh, invalidly the governor Cooper again. I I would bet anything I had that that election was stolen or rigged or something. Re one reason I say that, if you're not from here, is everybody that was on the GOP ticket got elected except the governor. The state went, the state went Trump. Richardson went is uh, lieutenant governor, judges, etc. But the guy that shut down the state and put a million people out of work got reelected. And by the way, he got money from Soros and people from North New York and California. I, I'm not buying that that was a fair election. But every election's rigged. We got we have to realize that. If you met, if you saw the rundown last time we talked uh, this past week, we talked about that. By the way, if you're listening and you're wondering where the rundown was this week, it's on the RestoringTheFaith.com. Or the Restoring the Faith uh, YouTube channel. We, he went, we went live stream, and uh, I'm not doing a live stream on my channel, but we'll do it on his. So if you want to go run over there and check it out, you'll see it. And we go over some of that. I bring up some of the articles. So solutions. So there's Freedom Zones. Derek Bros uh, is running. He's going up. He's crossing the border from Mexico to the United States. And 
to move to Mexico. How many people thought that was happening? And he's doing that to help people find areas where you don't have the nonsense that's going on like you do in the States. And he doesn't. And he says he hasn't seen that happen in, in the areas he's at in Mexico. Now, obviously, that's a big risk because you know, it's a new uh, new culture and society and new language etc but people are doing that he mentioned somebody from a family from oregon drove down to meet them and uh, i think in the, the border somewhere i don't know if it was in texas or uh, where but and they drove across the border i think it was in texas because i think he's from houston and they drove down and they're so they're doing free themselves but his idea is either uh basically move to an area and set up a place there that's comparable to your values or hunker down and fix your area i'm more for the hunker down part so still so far so hunker down and fix your area kind of like john senor if you haven't read his books destruction and restoration of the christian society, culture christian society get those two books it's a uh, they're great books especially at the end when he talks about book recommendations for homeschooling and then uh, ages, etc. I thought it was a great, just even how to set up your home type deal. And I remember being going to Dayton, I was going to go to Holy Family Church in uh, uh, Dayton, Ohio, the fraternity runs in, and I was, we were driving there and going, man, this, this reminds me of Senor's vision where you see a city that's now gone. It used to be, I think it might have been a Polish area. And it's just basically... You know tumbleweeds if they had any there you know there's a shoe up in the in the light in the uh in the uh, power lines but that's about it there's all the everything was closed but if a group of catholics came in and took over that area revamped it they 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 had a catholic little ghetto right there you have uh was it a month ago or two months ago there was a group in atlanta and i think it was in atlanta outside atlanta somewhere in georgia that basically seceded from seceded from georgia which Please, God, let that movement start working again. And uh, they're talking about when, if Biden wins and you want to get out of that, you know, you could get out of this by just breaking away from the divorcing yourself from D.C. Yes, that is legal. It is a voluntary union. No matter how much you've been told otherwise, voluntary union. None of those founders would have said, hey, let's join something and never get out of it. If you ever heard of that guy named Thomas Jefferson, he purchased the Louisiana Purchase, and the Northeast guys did not like that. It was unconstitutional, which it was. Kind of funny from a guy that was a strict constitutionalist. But he said he could could pass that offer up, which in hindsight he probably couldn't, but it was unconstitutional nonetheless. And they threatened secession over it. And his response was, destroy them all. No. He mentioned, he said, if they want to leave, great. They don't, if they don't want to leave, great. We will still trade with them. It's up to them if they want to leave. They ended up not. But it wasn't like dear old quote-unquote honest Abe who waged war illegally on another land outside the constitutional authority and helped kill 600,000. I'm in the South. We, we look at that a little bit differently than people from the North. Especially, well, I was kind of a Lincoln guy before until I started reading, I guess. I was you know told what the state told me to do. Winners write the history, you know. Because this is another, what happened afterwards, Reconstruction. This is Reconstruction 2.0, except on the federal level. But yeah, this is for all the states, not just the ones that left back in the 1860s. So anyways, hunker down, convert your area, 
turn your area to Catholic. If it's already got a good Catholic thing, make it even better. Bring things to the Father to give away. I have like a thousand images of the Holy Face. I got a men's group I'm going tonight too that I'll bring a bunch up and say, hey, you guys want to pass this out? Uh, I have I bought a bunch of medals from St. Paul T Street Team Evangelization Store. Now, I'll put the links in the show notes. Go to there. Buy a bunch of medals, miraculous medals, St. Benedict medals, whatever. Buy the chains to go with it. Hand them out, especially coming up to the Christmas season. People will take the, I used to give them out like hotcakes when I was doing Uber. Because it's the time, they, quote, unquote, they say the time of giving. Give. Buy a bunch of medals, get them blessed, give them away. As, as Max Millen Colby said, they're the bullets. Let the Immaculate uh, bring them in. Give them and pray for them. Give them away and pray for the person you gave it to. You can leave it at tips when you go to the restaurant. Leave a good tip. Don't give them a $2 tip on a $60 bill. Give them a good tip and leave them a miraculous medal. Tell me we'll be praying for them. Tell them God bless. Uh, we'll be praying for you. Thank you for your. Thank you for a great job today. They'll remember that. Invite people to Mass, especially if you go to a traditional Mass. But it's kind of you're getting kind of tricky these days. He's, he's, I was more uh, uppity about this before, but you don't want to uh, get somebody that's going to rat out Father for being normal. But invite people to Mass. Invite people over to your house. I know in some states you're not allowed to have people over at your house. Invite people over to your house. Have your, you know, have statues up. Have your, have paintings up. There's a book called The uh, Plain Talks of Marriage by Fulgence, Father Fulgence Meyer, and he just there's a little chapter in there that says every every, you know, after you get married, that you know, make sure you have a crucifix in every room of the house. That should be common sense, but. I was a night uh, I was a night of Columbus insurance agent for a couple of months back uh, about six years ago. It wasn't. It was probably about uh, two or three homes I remember that actually had a crucifix. I mean, most of the church places I went into homes, I wasn't sure they were Catholic. You had no idea. There was nothing that said that this place was even a, you know, even like God, but more or less being Catholic. So make sure that when someone is, is the old saying, if someone arrests you, do they have enough evidence on you that you're Catholic? Make sure they know people know that you're Catholic when they open the door. You got statues inside, paintings inside. And that's how, I mean, I'll go to Vistaprint and make make sure I get a big high-definition photo. And I'll check and say, make sure that that's a good enough thing that I'll blow it up to a 36 by 24. And if it does, I'll print it up on Vistaprint, wait for a sale that's 12 bucks, and then I'll frame it. It looks like a great print that just came out. Little things like that. Go to tambooks.com and buy bulk copies of some of those little booklets. You can't use the promo code SF15 on the booklet, on the promos, uh, the bulk sales like that. But get Christ the Kingship of Christ the King booklets or uh, what else they got. They got mass booklets by Michael Davies, uh, things like that. Get get some bulk ones, pass them out. This is a little, like I said, simple ideas. Get some rosaries. St. Paul Street Team has them. They'll give you some if you give a, you know, you buy enough. Uh, if not, there's plenty of people that have those little, you know, plastic colored rosaries. Get a bunch of those. Uh, get the secret of rosary in bulk and pass it out with a rosary. It's, I mean, it's a tremendous book. And don't think for a second that every Catholic saying a rosary. We did this experiment one time, my brother and I. We asked a group of about 30 people. We didn't, neither one of my brother and I did not know the other one was doing this. And we both asked, how many say in a rosary? And about half their hands went up daily. And all but one hand remained. I 
guarantee your parish don't matter if you're a traditionalist or what not every trad says a rosary not every trad reads the scriptures not every trad reads invitation to christ do it there's a i'm going to start trying to i'm going to start doing a podcast on garcia moreno just to give him a little history because like really nobody has ever talked about him that well but his rule of faith his rule of life is fantastic to go by i got a frame behind me it says behind me if you ever watch any of the shows you'll see it uh, over my left shoulder come up with something like that for yourself and live by it daily you know one group decided to put billboards after i did uh i think i i came up with the idea i just splurted it out on a act locally think locally this is exactly what it is is act locally think locally you cannot evangelize the entire world you cannot evangelize the entire continent you cannot evangelize the entire state you can evangelize your block your road i was at mass yesterday and father was talking about uh saint uh Fran saint mother cabrini and uh he mentioned how the bishop wouldn't let him be a missionary and back when i'm going wait a minute no you're actually at a mission parish the parish of Zen is actually called a mission parish and we're still is unless i'm mistaken the entire population is not catholic you're guess what you're in mission territory you don't have to go to the bush in africa to be a missionary you don't have to go to latin america to be a missionary south america you, you can be a missionary by walking outside your front door you got a big family you're a missionary if you're dressed modestly you're a missionary if you're saying a rosary praying reading a bible somewhere you're a missionary if you tell somebody that you can't stand that music because it's offensive in a charitable way or taking your hat off if you're wearing a hat when someone uses our lord's name in vain and when they ask why did you just do that 15 times or whatever it was and you explain why you're a missionary you can be a missionary many many ways evangelize your road have a Get, get with Father to do something about a Q&A on Catholicism. All you had, and everyone in your parish bring one person. Just invite one. You got 365 days to get one person to come to a Q&A. Fathers, uh, it's your job to do that. When people are coming to your parish, your job's to teach them. Your job's not to be the, uh, pre the CEO of your parish. Your primary job is salvation of souls. I know you're taught that it's something different these days. Change it. This redignities the duties of a of, of priest by St. Alphonsus. You're not going to see being a CEO of a parish as top priority on that. Your salvation of souls, yes. Uh, that's why he was that's why he's a saint. But why not come up with some kind of once a week, you know, free pizza and donuts or free pizza and coffee and pop or whatever, Coke that you can have and people from the neighborhood come in and ask questions about the about the religion and the priest answers the question you know what i'm not wanting the layman to do it the priest the your job the collar holds weight invite them to mass let them see what's going on especially if you got a traditional mass going on and but we end up going to a, a parish that has a just because it's an hour earlier there's no nothing to the other parish that we were not liking so we're we were going to st anne's in charlotte and another one st thomas opened up uh, a new one so there's two diocese traditional masses in the area so we go to the earlier one because it's easier on the kids 
You talk about a tremendous choir. The choir is daggone fantastic. There's actually people that have that come in that have no idea what's going on, but they come in for the choir because the choir is that good. And they still love it. They they love everything about what's going on. They just they're blown away by the high masses. But the choir brought them in. The beauty. So if you're gonna do it, do it right. Gets make sure it's good. That evangelizes. I said, invite people in, do Q and A. Invite if they don't do a Q and A, invite them over to your house. Come up with something. Be creative. If you have books, put your books out in the living room. People come over, they might they'll see them. Maybe they'll ask questions. We got that. Uh, bookshelves are in the living room. I got it strategically placed so I can hopefully get more eyeballs in one area and maybe a conversation will come up. Continue praying for the President of the United States, no matter who he is. What year this is, whenever, wherever you hear this, pray for him, pray for the VP, pray for the Congress, pray for the John Hughes, Monsignor John Hughes has a line, the Catholic Church's main goal in the United States is to convert the President, the Vice President, the, the Senate, the Congress, the military, and he just goes down the list. Are we praying for all that? Offer a decade of rosary for them. Or a Hail Mary during the decade. Each each person gets a Hail Mary. Don't forget your governor. Don't forget your state house. Don't forget your local. We're going to try to come up with some kind of... I need to see if I can get a guy that, that can do this for the website because it's, it's going to be a big deal. But... We're going to try to come up with a way that we can create this Catholic political training formation type deal thing. And everybody in each state, if we want to try to do it for the world, that'd be harder. But maybe you see how it goes if people have interest. But at least for the states, the United States of America, we're going to try to put a continental U.S. map up. And whoever wants to lead each state, lead each state, we'll put a little game plan together, books to read, things like that. But I want to put something together because, like, again, people will say, oh, you could just complain. No, I'm, I do. I, I ran in office in 2010 because I, I remember thinking I cannot look at if I have a kid down the road, which I do now, and look at him in the eyes and say, if he ever asked, what did you do? I said, I just complained on Facebook. No, can't do that. I, I, I ran just because of that. I'll probably, my wife thinks I'll run again. I, I haven't ruled that out. Uh, we'll see. Um, I'm it's a it's the fighting mode in me, I guess. Yeah, and speaking of fighting, yeah, Catholics we're gonna lose probably. It's Rocky, except then Rocky in the end of Rocky, Rocky ends up beating the guy, but we're not gonna beat the guy. We'll we'll win by heaven because heaven is our home, and that's our final goal and the destination. That we will win, but you have to fight while you're here, even if it's a no-win situation. You fight. You do not give up. You see what's kind of you see where we're at right now. It's because people are laxed and all right, time we got to we got to push back somehow. But yeah, we're gonna try to put that together. If people want to start thinking about that, if you want to lead your state as the top dog of that, and we want to break it down in counties so that eventually you just put it down to all of the seats that are available in your state, your locality will be on there, and your, your job is to run that to be able to find people to run for these seats that are opening and opened up and get good people in there and train people to be good at this gig and the Catholic version of politics and being able to run a good Christian society. So there's nothing like that. So we're going to try to figure out somehow the, some way to pull that off. I got the ideas of you know stuff to look at, but uh, the, the 
P's and Q's and uh, logistics of things. We're still working that out, but that's an idea that will come. So think about that if you want. If you're interested, that's still coming. I know a couple of people contacted me last time I said that months ago. I haven't forgotten yet. I just haven't gotten to it yet. A buddy of mine told me to wait till after the elections. So we're starting to try to work things out now. So, yeah, invite people to Mass. Buy sacramentals. Give them out. Don't forget about the uh, Sacred Heart Badge. Pius IX ended up saying, you don't even have to get that thing blessed. He gave a blessing during it for the future of all of them that were ever made. It was that powerful. Uh, the Holy Face Medal. Miraculous Medal, like I said. Uh, Benedict Medals. Get them. Put them on chains. Give them out. Invite people to Mass. Make sure you clean yourself up. Dress right. Uh, my bud, Mike Church, calls it the enforcement of the unenforceable. No one's there putting a rule on you how to dress or how to speak. You can do that. You change your ways on that. People will notice. Uh, if you go work out, dress modest. Go to the store. Dress, you know. Don't dress like a bum. Again, when you go pay at the checkout, give the cashier a medal. Put it, make sure you have a, like I said, get the, get the, uh, the uh, cords or uh, neck, the necklace to go with it so that they can put it right around. If you want to get a little printout of uh, the story behind it, give them a printout of it too. That's cool too. Maybe we'll see if I can get the booklet of the conversion of Alphonse Ratsborn reprinted. And uh, see if we can make it cheap to be able to get it out to many people for that. Because that's a terrific story. If you haven't heard the conversion of Alphonse Ratsburn, then whew, you haven't, you've missed out. Obviously, invite people to listen to the sermons. If you want to print, if you want to put uh, CDs, make CDs of them to pass out, go for it. You get a CD burner, make some. Or if you want, uh, yeah, you got the CD burner in the house, just make some into the MP3 and give them out to people. I do it. it I've done it for Spanish and English. Go for it, especially if you live in an area that needs it. You know, come up with some ideas on which ones to come up. I have a greatest hits one that I give out, and people love it. I get all the time. Somebody will always write me back. Can I have another one? Get some Catholic material, merchandise. I'm not just pitching for myself if you want. I did make a Teespring and Zazzle account. I don't have to do inventory, so I just it was just making the images and posted, putting them up on coffee mugs or things like that there's christmas gifts right there coffee mugs beer mugs uh posters puzzles get a get a family a puzzle of the uh whatever there's a, that's a big hit a bunch of people buy puzzles and it's just it's hard to find the images to make them that way but that's a that's an idea learn a chance learn the chance of the church there was this one sermon. I wish that I had this thing recorded. This was before I was up in Dayton, and I remember Father. This was one of my first traditional masses. I think it was the first time being at a fraternity parish too. Uh, he gave a sermon on not on being lamenting on people not knowing the chance of the church. It struck me. I never forgot that sermon. I was like, that's a great idea. Every since then, I've been trying to learn a new one every year. Learn one. Pick one out. Learn the Marian tune. Uh, we sang the Sovereign Regina at the end of uh, our rosaries at night. My almost three-year-old knows it. We've been doing it for about a year now. I, yeah, about a year. And at the end of masses, even at masses, they'll say they'll sing the Salve, and he gets get, his eyes light up, 
and he'll start trying to say, and he's he obviously, you know, you can tell he's trying to get, he's he's got the sounds close. He's not there yet. You know, like dual cheese. He's he's saying cheese. It, I mean, he's he's on it. He knows what's going on on it. Do the chant. Do that at the end of your rosaries. Sing, learn the chants to Tadeum, Dave Maria Stella, Stava Mater Della Rosa. You know, the, learn, pick one and learn it. Sing the the uh, benediction for Saint Grace, Benedicite. Learn that. The kids will learn it. Kids will love it. And you get to a Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> or something like that and if your kids start doing it because the kid my kids they would say all right you ready and they put both of them i mean therese is just over a year old and she puts her hands together in her prayer she loves it they'll see that they'll know something's up and especially when they're you know uh smiling the kids are smiling and the family's happy kids will genuflect oh that's another thing genuflection and signing the cross are not the same sacramental don't genuflect and make the sign across at the same time. You ever see the altar boy do it? They do it all the time. They genuflect. You don't see them genuflect and making the sign across every time they do the tabernacle. Genuflect and then do the sign of the cross if you want. You don't have to do both at the same time. It's just I'm just throwing that out there. It's just one of those things. And after receiving communion, you don't have to sign your, do, make the sign of the cross. Father just blessed you, gave your own a benediction basically over you with the blessed sacrament. You have Christ in your mouth. You don't have to bless yourself afterwards. Plus, on top of that, if you do it too quickly, you, you run the risk of hitting Father's hand, someone else right there. It's, you don't need to do that. And don't put your hands on top of the altar rail. That's the people's altar. There used to be a cloth that comes over it, kind of like a, it's an extension of the altar. And if you ever see, your hands go underneath the 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 uh, uh, the veil, the, the, the linen. I'll go up, there's no linen, but you, I'll try to grab on something underneath it just to hold myself up. Or if I'm holding the kid, and I mean, I'm not touching altar rail. Don't touch the altar rail. If you can't, now, if you're old and decrepit and you're needing to, that's one thing. But if you're able body, hey, I got two terrible knees. I can get up and down, and I'm talking terrible knees. I can get up and down without having to lean on the altar rail. Just food for thought. Get good books, read good books on the faith. Get Father Ripperger's books on everything that he has. He doesn't have that many. Buy him. He's got a great book on what tradition is, on divine tradition. He can't get anybody to sell it, to buy it. And that thing is terrific on tradition. Get that book. Ryan Grant's got a ton of books. I just bought books for the seminary here in Charlotte. I bought them the uh, two Alphonsus ones that he's got. And when he comes out with more, I'll buy that one. And I got the two Bellarmine ones, the, the, the volumes that he's translated. And when he gets the third one in there, I'll do that. Why? We complain about how bad some of the education is. What if we could help them? Buy them these books. These are the these are the guys that are bringing you to salvation. Don't you want them to have all the ammo? Buy your priest's Alphonsus Moral Theology. Buy the seminary, the Alphonsus Moral Theology. They should have it. Get it for them. Uh, one one thing I like to do for priests is when they get ordained, I buy them the dignity of duty of priests. Now, I obviously can't buy them from every priest in the world, but how many people do I have out there? Each one of you can buy one for for another priest. Buy one for a priest of your local one. Get together with the Knights of Columbus. I uh, buy a book for your uh, buy a book every month for your priest of yours. The better he gets, the better you get. 
come down in the, underneath in the show notes section and let us know if you bought a book for a seminary or a diocese of some sort or who or a parish so that other people don't get, you know, repeat maybe. I, well, I don't know if I'll, that's how easy that is. But, yeah, give some examples of what you did underneath. If someone says that's boasting, fine. Do it. I don't care if you boast or not. Do it. I'd rather have you do it and boast about it than not do it and not boast about it. But then if someone doubles up, then hopefully the it, you know the the place will just give them give the book away to somebody else. You can't overdo it. Can't overdo charity. Can't overdo this. If we were as excited about what's going on with the elections as we are about all our salvation conversions of others, we change the world and we convert the world. If we can take that energy from the marches that we got going on for a secular thing, temporal thing, and put it into the realm of salvation, nothing would, we would never be in this situation. We'd be a fight that we'd be a force to be reckoned with. And we get priests to be as loud and vocal as they are about the elections or anything else that they get excited about, as they, are, they could be about the faith. <laughs> Man, we'd convert the world. Do we want it? Do we know it? Do we love it enough to spread it? You want it? Let's make, can we make Catholicism a pandemic? <laughs> I mean, the, the biggest pandemic we have right now is bad leadership. Pray for good leaders. Pray that we're worthy to have good leaders. We don't deserve it right now. We got to prove that we deserve it. Basically, whatever idea you come up with, it probably isn't a bad idea. Just do it. Pull the Nike thing. Just do it. Give it a shot. See what happens. Hit me up if you have any questions. This is Steve Cunningham with Sense Fidelium. God love you. And remember, you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all over the globe. And you do not know how important you are. Do not give up. Don't ever give up. Say Hail Mary for me and I'll be eternally grateful. God love you.